What's going on, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I'm Jared, your host. Today, we've got a really, really special guest. Well, all my guests are special, but that's aside the point. I got my good friend Carter Good on the line, okay? Carter is a coach himself. He coaches people all over the world and is doing some pretty crazy things. But the reason I want to get Carter on the phone is because Carter, before he started coaching people, has lost 140 pounds and not just lost it, but he has kept it off for uh, up to like, I think he's at five years now, five years of uh, maintaining his weight loss of 140 pounds. That's insane. Okay. A lot of us, you know, get so caught up in the progress, 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 but a lot of people underestimate how crazy, amazing maintaining progress is. So Carter has maintained his 140 pound weight loss for five years. Now he coaches people and teaches them how to do the same thing. So I wanted to get him on the line because a lot of people have the misconception about coaches that, you know, coaches came out of the womb with an eight pack and are shredded to the gills when we suffer and go through stuff ourselves. And that's what a lot of times brings us to want to coach people is because we've been through suffering and issues before and we want to help people not suffer. So that's why I want to get Carter on the line because he's been obese before and he's done some pretty amazing things. And that's what we're talking about, how to maintain that level of weight loss to where you can still enjoy your life. So I hope you get a lot of value out of this. Let me get Carter on the line. Yo, dude, what's up? What's up, man? How are you? Doing pretty well, man. How about you? I'm doing great. Doing great. How is everything? Everything is well. Everything's well. I've never used Anchor yet. I just oh, really? jumped on it. That was like super convenient. You're like just calling me and then it's just like it would just start. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man, because you can either like just call it in and or um, or the or shoot the link over, whichever. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's legit. So um, I appreciate you getting on the call, man. We're live. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I know your your schedule is just probably batshit crazy. So I appreciate you hopping <laughs> on here. Dude, of course, of course. I love doing this kind of stuff. Awesome, man. Uh, dude, I didn't know you were so close to me. Like you're only over. Really? I know you're traveling a lot, but uh, right now. But you're you're you live over in Columbus, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's only like three hours from me. I go. I, where, where are you at? Indiana, just over okay. um, south of Indy. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been to um. I've been to, I'm a huge Viking, you know, to the Vikings fan. So I've been to um, the Colts stadium once uh, whenever they were playing there. Um, but, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, for sure. Uh, yeah. I usually um, it, a couple times a year, um, I have some stuff over in Columbus that I'll just drive over and go to some events mm-hmm. over there and whatnot. So yeah, it's just like a, like a little three hour drive. Heck yeah. Like what, what do you normally come to like the convention center? Is that normally where yeah, you're coming like, at? Yeah. Usually like the Arnold or something. Okay. Um, so yeah. Like I, 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 yeah. Over there. Nice. Yeah, I live. So my apartment right now is literally like right next to the convention center. So like on that street, the short north, it's called. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm literally right next to the convention center where the Arnold was. I was gone. Um, I, I was in uh, Denver during the Arnold this year, but it's, it's probably a good thing because of the crazy traffic and stuff. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. But that's cool, man. We'll have to get together sometime. Maybe we go get lunch or something. Absolutely, man. I'm always down for that. Cool. All right, man. Well, let's well, let's hammer on some, uh, hammer on some stuff. Um, I know most of my following probably um, does know about you and whatnot, but for those of that that are listening that don't, go ahead and just share a little bit about you and kind of your story. Yeah. So um, uh, essentially, you know, like obviously, I do a lot of stuff with with weight loss and fitness, and you know, my personal story starts uh, honestly ever since I was a kid. You know, I growing up, I was always someone who struggled with their weight. I was never um, extremely overweight to where it was like an issue, but I was always the chubbier kid, right? Um, and then in high school, um, that's when I really gained a lot of weight, and I and I got up over three hundred pounds. Um, and 
and I started to get, you know, more into like, okay, how can I lose weight? What do I need to do? And I, and I literally tried everything, right? Like, it's almost like, you know, I, I feel like I was the, uh, I, I was like a, you know, like a, like a 30 to 40 year old, like female and like a 16 year old kid body. Cause I feel like normally nice. that's the age where like, they've tried, you know, they've tried like Weight Watchers and all the, all the, you know, the commercial diets and stuff. Like I was that kid at like 13, 16, I was trying Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, um, all of these things. Right. And I, and I had a ton of dieting and I was like, super unsuccessful. And, um, you know, slowly over time, I started getting introduced to um, different people like Alan Aragon. And I learned more about like, you know, calories, and macronutrients, and then about, um, you know, everything that, you know, I'm sure a lot of your, your following already has seen you post about and everything and just learning more about nutrition in general and slowly, um, you know, figuring out, you know, what was real, what was kind of bullshit. Right. Um, and, and building that plan for myself. And it was, you know, definitely a hard, a hard thing. Like it took a lot of time and I've stumbled and, and I'm still not perfect. Right. But, um, since then I've, you know, uh, I went to college and, um, kind of went into nutrition and stuff. And, um, now I'm actually, you know, running my own type of fitness thing and just trying to, you know, ha have the mission of helping other people who are just getting started. Um, especially people who are like, don't necessarily know a lot about, um, nutrition or losing weight or anything, sort of helping guide them in the right direction and, and give them, you know, the best chance possible to really, um, learn how to build a, a balanced lifestyle with it. I love that, man. That's amazing. That, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, awesome. Thank now, you. now during that, cause here's one of the, one of the things I love about your story that I think a lot of people will resonate with is that you've been there. A lot of people think coaches, pop out of the womb with an eight pack and are shredded mm -hmm. with yeah. muscles and all in that, all this knowledge and whatnot. But you've been on the other side of that. I mean, you, you're down like 140 pounds or something crazy and you've kept it off and you, you struggled yourself, which I think is really relatable to a lot of people. So um, what, it, what's some of the struggles that you had to go through other than like, I know you mentioned trying every diet known to man, but like, what are some other uh, big struggles that you went through? Um, in transforming your body and your situation? Yeah, for sure. And this is actually a really good question because it's not what people would expect. And so um, I was the type of person, I've always been this type of person who I can get really addicted to doing things. So like whether it be video games, whether it's like, you know, doing a hobby or something, I can like go all in on it. So for me, weight loss, um, whatever I, I lost the, you know, over a hundred pounds, like that, that journey was actually extremely quick. Um, it wasn't easy, but it was like, you know, I lost over a hundred pounds in, in under a year. Right. Um, and, and it was, you know, fairly because I was so focused and motivated for me, the, the hardest part, um, ha has been after that. Right. And, and like maintaining it and figuring out, okay, I've lost all this weight. How do I, you know, change everything. Cause I think that's the mistake that most people make, right? Like they get so fixated on a specific goal that they make changes with their diet and exercise that aren't necessarily conducive to long-term sustainability. And yep. they don't, they do it like mindlessly even, right? Because they assume, Oh, I need to lose weight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow this diet. I'm going to lose the weight and then I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing before. Well, that's kind of the trap I fell into. And, and so really the hardest part for me has been figuring out how to maintain it and live a lifestyle around it. And I mean, it got really deep too. Like, you know, not only like with my diet and exercise, but with my mindset too. And, and then I would argue that like your mentality and your relationship with yourself and with your food is way more important than any specific diet you're following or any specific exercise routine you're doing. Right. And so um, that's been, I mean, it continues to be something that I, I work on, obviously, because I don't think anyone can, no one's going to, if anyone sits there and says they have this thing figured out and they have like the perfect healthy mindset with, with everything, especially people who have struggled with, with their weight or, or something, you know, I, I would call like bullcrap on that right from the start. Um, it's something that you're always working on, but it is something that I feel like, 
you know, I'm proud of how far I've come. And, and with all of my content, you know, I, I try to express and even share my personal story of that struggle and, you know, showing people that, you know, everyone ha has something that they deal with. And, um, you know, there's nothing that you can't overcome. It just takes, you know, it's, it's hard work and, and attention on what matters most. But um, yeah, I, I would say that that's probably been the biggest struggle for me is not necessarily even losing weight, but figuring out how to really find a balance between living my life um, but also, you know, still living a healthy, um, a healthy life too, right? 100%. I love that, man. Um, what is now along that, that vein, what, how, did, how are some of the day-to-day -day tactics that you use to overcome those struggles of, of that? Because I know in my own life, I've struggled with uh, the, the black or white mentality with it, um, mm -hmm. as a lot of people have, where it's like, oh, these are your good foods, these are the bad foods, or you're either on it or off of it. You're either... Um, in a calorie deficit or you're self-sabotaging 10,000 calorie cheat day, whatever yeah, I hate yeah. stupid, but um, how was, what was some of the day-to-day -day stuff that you did to overcome those struggles? For sure. And so um, I'm, I'm thinking of two right now. And one of these is um, becoming aware of what I struggled with, like as an individual, and then um, building like strategies around that. So for example, so the whole thing with like the good food, bad food mentality, I think that first off, it's very important to, um, I think that once you start to like educate yourself a bit and you learn a bit more about nutrition, like not like becoming, becoming a nutritionist or taking dietetic classes, right? But like just learning about the fundamentals like we talked about earlier, like calories, macronutrients and all of that, you start to sort of realize that there are no, you know, quote unquote, good and, and bad yep. foods, right? There are some foods that are more nutritious than other foods. Like 100 calories of an apple is going to probably have more vitamins and minerals than 100 calories of like a chocolate bar, right? Um, but that's not to say that the chocolate bar is unhealthy or bad for you. It just tends to be that, you know, those are a lot easier to overeat and it's what people tend to overeat, right? Um, and yeah. so like that awareness is important. However, and this is, I think, extremely important. I think that a lot of times people go into a, a, a flexible dieting type of approach, assuming that they're going to have as much mindfulness and control with their moderation as um, someone who's been doing it for years, right? And, and that's, and honestly, for a while, that's something I struggled with because I, I learned a lot about like first IIFYM, which is kind of more of the like eat pop tarts and get shredded kind of mindset, right? Um, where yeah. like eat as many healthy foods, which is misguided. But like, I thought that that was the thing. And I tried doing that. And I kept binging and binging, I couldn't do it, right? I didn't have any moderation. And so I knew that there were certain foods that I just did best if they were not in my environment. And, and so like I would get them out of my house and, and specifically would be Oreos. Like I know that was one food whenever I was trying to lose weight and trying to maintain it, like, like in the beginning stages of trying to maintain a healthy body that I really struggled to control myself with. And I was aware of it and I kept them out of my house. However, during that time, I tried to find other foods that I had more control with. So during that time for me, it was ice cream. Like I still love ice cream and I could just go crazy with it, but I could still use willpower with it. And, and sometimes what I would do is like buy, um, like, like slowly start to reintroduce some of those, you know, quote unquote trigger foods into my diet um, in different ways. So like with the Oreos, um, I, I know with those specifically, like you can buy the smaller packs that have in, are individually wrapped, right? And I slowly started to like incorporate them in, in practice moderation and practice control. Um, but that first tip is really just to be aware of those foods that you know you struggle with most. Like the foods that when you think about it, like those are the foods that every time you're around them, you can't control yourself. And honestly, it might be beneficial just to get them out of your environment in the beginning, right? To build consistency and to really, you know, start to work on bettering your relationship with it. Um, 
Uh, another thing that was really beneficial for me was meal planning. And I think that um, meal planning in general has a bad connotation around it. And I think it's mostly because of, you know, you buy a meal plan and you have to eat these specific foods for every single meal, every single day for the rest of your life. Right. And that, in that sense, it's unsustainable. However, I do think that creating a meal plan for yourself can be very beneficial because it reduces the amount of food related decisions you have to make every single day. Right. And the more times that you're having to think about what do you want to eat? How much are you going to eat of whatever um, that kind of invites moments of when you kind of go off the plan. Right. And so the way I like to do meal planning um, is instead of like, you know, planning for an entire week or whatever is like the night before um, I would, you know, plan out, okay, this is what I'm going to have tomorrow. Right. Um, and, and for me, I was a big fan whenever I was um, trying to maintain my weight. And even now, like I, I kind of like a sort of a hybrid approach to like intermittent fasting where like, I don't really eat breakfast, but I'll eat like a bigger lunch and maybe a snack and dinner. Like I'll figure for lunch what am i having as a snack what am i having for dinner the day before so then i can just execute the next day right and what i liked about doing it day to day was if something did come up like let's say it was thursday and then i got invited to go out with friends on friday then it's not like i had all these meals prepped for friday i could just change my plan that night right um and so it, it's sort of like you know it creates structure but is still flexible enough um throughout the week right that's awesome man i, I love how that's you're not live in the the black or white approach where I feel like everyone falls victim to where they think, you know, the black or white approach where like, if they, if they decide to have one Oreo, their day is shot. And then it's a matter of trying to cram as many Oreos in their mouth for the rest of the day or till the next following Monday. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing you said that, that I don't actually hear a lot of people talk about that. I really, that I, I love the, I love the, the way that you're doing it is, I'm the biggest fan in general. It's one of the things I preach to, to, to my clients and my following is, is get rid of the trigger foods is if, mm-hmm. if you can't not eat ice cream, like an asshole, get it out of your house. Yeah. That's similar to like, if someone's, you know, on a broader scale, like an alcoholic that struggles with alcohol, exactly they probably right. shouldn't yeah. have a bar in their house, but yeah, I've, but I've never heard of, uh, and this is something that I've, I actually will, I think I'm going to start pushing with um, some of my people is, slowly working the almost that trigger food muscle and bringing them back i've never heard of anybody doing that but i love it really bringing self-control and working that self-control muscle that's that's amazing well for sure and i think that it's something that's going to be you know very dependent on the person right but i think that that's a it's a situation where if you are i mean and i think it also depends on the context like if someone's really trying to lose weight and they're trying to dial everything maybe we won't try to do that yet because it's almost like okay you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to improve your relationship with food and you're trying to do this and that and that becomes this thing where you're doing too many things at once but once you're reaching a point where you're more maintaining and you're trying to really focus on the the relationship part with your nutrition um that's where i I found it to be very beneficial and everyone's a little bit different but that's one way that i think is really helpful if you can create an environment where, okay, you know what your trigger foods are. Um, now you're going to, uh, you know, like I said, either create portions yourself. So like after a big meal or something, when you're not really wanting to pound Oreos or whatever, like set, putting them in the baggies, right. And then like having the baggies and then setting a rule, you can have one bag, right. And you're not going to be hundred percent successful with it, but I think that it moves you closer because, you know, it's like those small victories, like easy wins. Like, okay, today I, I stayed in control. The next day I stayed in control. The next day I kind of lost control. The next day I got back on control, right? And the more you do that, the more you sort of um, gain that confidence, right? And, and I think that's the ultimate goal, um, especially when you look at the environment that we live in, like where it's super easy to eat whatever you want. And it's also super easy not to move at all, right? You, you sort of have to um, 
be aware of your eating. Like um, this is kind of a little bit off topic, just, but I think it can kind of tie together is um, another term I hate right now, or at least the way people are defining it is intuitive eating. I think that's a silly term because intuitively as humans, like we want to eat everything in sight because you don't know, your body doesn't know if that, if the energy is going to be there the next day, right? You might get attacked by a stick, like a saber tooth tiger or something, right? Like if you think right. about it from a biological standpoint, if there's calories there, you want to eat all the calories you can. Um, and so that's why I'm not a big fan of the word intuitive. I like the idea of, and, and this is another term people use, and I think it's a lot better to use is mindful eating, right? And especially being mindful of yourself. And if you're somebody who struggles with weight um, or and has struggled with it for a long time, you probably are someone who also struggles with impulsiveness in general, right? With things. Right. And so just simply being aware of what you struggle with um, and, and then, you know, accepting that can be a huge win. And I think that whenever you start to add back, add foods back in, um, maybe you're never, you know, someone who's just naturally able to like eat half an Oreo and say, okay, that's it. I'm content. I'm done eating. Right. Like some of those like skinny jerks that, that we all know. Right. Um, but <laughs> like, but it does help with sort of creating that awareness and that mindfulness. Right. For sure. Well, I was just talking with um, uh, one of my online clients on the phone right before we hopped on here. Uh, I think that the, the, the you, we've, you've used the term a few times now, awareness. I think awareness in general yeah. is one of the biggest assets to being successful with anything in reality. But, uh, but specifically talking about weight loss and fat loss and fitness goals is, is, is awareness because exactly, I, was talking to, I was just talking to uh, this uh, lady I'm working with. She's amazing. But right now she has, she's a very type A personality where she's very organized, love numbers, loves calorie counting, loves mm -hmm. macro tracking. But a habit she developed that we just found out about, I just started working with her, is if she has a quote-unquote bad meal, she doesn't track it. Because it's like, fuck it, who cares? Uh, I'm going to go, if I'm going to, you know, go out to eat and slam a, you know, a 3,000 calorie brownie, why even bother tracking it at all? And I said, wait, I said, no, 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 no. I want you to track everything we have to bring everything to the surface get a big helicopter view of everything and then send it to me i want to see what everything looks like we got on the phone today and she's like i had no idea my dinners were so bad she's like if someone would have told me the amount of food or amount of calories in my dinners i would have laughed in their face i had no idea but yeah. i think it's one of those things is ignorance is bliss right is I think so many people, even if it's subconscious, don't want to know that they're eating like yeah. an asshole because yeah. then they have to uphold themselves to their new reality. You know? It, yeah, dude, I'm totally on board. And that's I, honestly, that's, that's the biggest thing, right? It's all about awareness. And I think that um, both awareness and then developing control, not becoming a control freak where like you have to control every single element of every single part of your diet, especially once you start to get to a point where you're trying to be flexible and live a lifestyle. But being able to know how to have some type of control and awareness in any situation you find yourself in. I think that's really the ultimate goal. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you have this uh, with your clients at all. Do you have people who instantly want to go from either one extreme or the other and have zero balance for in between? Uh, for example, um, I, whenever I start talking about a very flexible approach to nutrition, like just, um, you know, similar philosophy to yours, where, you know, it's, it's the not, there's no true good food or bad food because there's a million other factors in that. Um, mm -hmm. I'll have people, as soon as I mention that, they're like, oh, so I can go eat every bit of my diet in Pop-Tarts and gummy bears. I'm like, no, motherfucker, I never said that either. <laughs> but people, I, I, in my experience, I see people either take it to zero or 100. Either they have to eat perfectly organic vegan food every second of the day 
or they have to eat Pop-Tarts and gummy bears every second of the day, or they have to either go zero carbs or all the carbs or zero fat or all the fats. Do you find that with uh, people that you work with? Oh, yeah. And especially people I get started with, because typically they're coming from a place of taking that type of approach, right? Um, what's funny is, and, and I've tried it with a lot of different people, and, and knowing what it's like, you know, to be obese, like, like extremely overweight, I understand those tendencies and those mentalities. And so sometimes uh, it depends on the client, obviously, like, and, and I'm still trying to refine it and perfect it. But what I find is that sometimes to help people find balance, and to understand what that looks like, it, it, it kind of is beneficial to have a period of time when you're on an extreme, right? Um, um, to, to a degree. And so like, so let's say like healthy eating, for example, like eating more fruits and vegetables, like I give recommendations to my clients, but like, if I'm looking at their nutrition log day to day, um, sometimes like if they're not eating, like once they kind of understand the whole idea of calories and like, Oh, I can fit this food in. Like I, I've seen some clients sort of go to the extreme where like, if ideally they're eating 80% nutritious foods, right? 20% of the more fun foods. If I look at their log and I would say it's probably more like 60% fun foods, 40% whole foods, right? Um, I won't necessarily say anything at first and I'll wait a little bit because what happens typically is people will either say their cravings are out of control or they'll say like they're hungry. And then like, I'll, I'll start to like educate them on like, okay, well, like, what if we start eating more new whole foods here? Right. Um, and then like we do that and they're like, oh, wow, I feel full all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> that's what, that's the benefit. So, so that's one side of it. Another side is like, if I have someone who refuses to eat anything bad, um, you know, sometimes I'll let them continue doing that and I'll keep educating them. But eventually there comes a time whenever maybe they'll like eat like a couple slices of cake and feel miserable and like feel like they like destroyed everything. Right. And, and then in that situation, that's whenever I might push hard and say, OK, how about this week? Um, how about we go, go to the store and like buy like a, a packaged treat that has like 150 to 200 calories. And I want you to that you enjoy and I want you to have this every night this week. Um, like, and like, this isn't a forever thing. You don't have to eat this forever. I just want you to have this, this treat every single day for this week. And I want you to the rest of your calories. I want you to eat like nutritious fruits, vegetables. I want you to try to eat hundred percent clean. Like you have been, except I want you to have this cookie every night and I want you to fit it into your daily calories. And then we'll do that. And then they'll lose, they'll see that they don't gain a bunch of weight and that they lose weight. And that's where I, I think that, you know, just doing it can be really beneficial, especially for people who have had those extreme relationships and have never really lived in a moderate environment, sort of almost creating it or forcing the moderation and showing them that nothing happens um, can really help with adopting that mindset. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude, that, that's an amazing tactic. Yeah. Like that, that is fantastic. And I, and I've, I've had the same thing where I've had, had, had clients where I've, I literally want them to have like a bite, like a fun size Snickers bar every day. Yeah. Even if whatever. they don't necessarily just, want it that day, I still want them to do it just for a week, just as an experiment, just to see. Right. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Now, yeah. let me ask you this kind of switching gears a little bit in terms of um, being able to maintain, because how, how long have you ma you maintained what you have, you have right now? Yeah, so I, I lost most of my weight and, and was pretty much to like where I'm at now uh, around 2013. So it's been like what, like five years at this point, um, almost that, five years. That is that that's amazing because yeah. right now it's super common in the fitness space is the, the concept of yo-yo dieting. You know, yeah. you try a diet, lose 10 pounds, gain it and some more back with it or whatever the case is. Because um, in all honesty, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have I'll hear people down on themselves because progress isn't always perfectly linear. They'll say, oh, no, I, I lost all my weight. Then I stopped. I'm like, dude, if, if I could mow my yard once 
and never have to mow it for the next five <laughs> years, that's a that's a success. That is yeah. being able to to not to not only win but keep that win streak like that is fantastic. So, what in your opinion would be your uh, Carter keys, so to speak, of <laughs> main, being a, being able to maintain that that level of success? You reach your success, you are in a, an amazing spot, you're happy. But what what is the big keys for you? And that what you would share to others on how to how to do that themselves to duplicate that to be able to maintain their results for for five years that's fantastic yeah yeah so um yeah there's there's a lot of things I, I would say that the biggest one that's coming to my mind right now and it's something that I preach heavy in all the content I share and with clients is whatever you do to lose weight and, and this is like a, a saying that I always say in emails and like my clients will get annoyed to say I know you're gonna say you're lying here and, and what I always say is you know whatever you do to lose weight should look like in some way what you're going to be doing when you're maintaining your weight, right? Like maybe you're right now, like accurately tracking calories and weighing your food and all this. And maybe you're not doing it that aggressively for the rest of your life, but you need to like understand that, you know, in the long run to maintain your weight, you're still going to have to have an, like the, the awareness word, right. That we've been going back to know what you're eating in some way. You can't just mindfully go throughout your day. Cause you know that you're the type of person, if you do that, it's not going to work for you. Right. So um, really from the beginning, like not trying to lose weight as quickly as possible and then worrying about how are you going to maintain it? Start off knowing that regardless of how long it's going to take you to lose weight, most of your life is going to be spent maintaining it, right? Like it doesn't matter if it takes you six, um, six months, tw 12 months, 18 months or whatever. Most of your life is going to be spent maintaining. An analogy I like to use is, you know, uh, imagine it's 10 years from now, like, and, and you've achieved your fitness goal and you're at your ideal physique, right? Um, like, are you really going to care in that moment that it took you, if it took you six months or 12 months or two years to lose the weight? Like, you're not going to care because what you're going to care about is that you took time in the beginning to really develop habits and strategies and routines that are now allowing you to live that lifestyle rather than having yo-yoed up and down, you know, the past 10 years with weight, you know? So um, I think that the best thing anyone can do, and, and it's hard to give like specific advice just because everyone's a little bit different, but just generally speaking, everyone can benefit from going into weight loss, knowing that it's okay in the short term to be a bit more focused on losing weight. I think that, you know, that's what's going to motivate them. They're not going to be motivated to build habits and build a lifestyle. They're going to be motivated to, to see the scale go down, to see inches go down and all that. And that's fine. But be aware that regardless, they're going to reach a point one day when they're maintaining it. And so it would behoove them to spend time in the beginning really focused on um, doing things that they enjoy and doing things that they could see themselves doing for the rest of their life, right? Yeah, for sure. Be, well, even if it means – the thing. Yeah, good. No, good. You're good. Oh, I was just going to say, even if that means like doing something where maybe they're not losing weight as quickly or they're not at being as perfect. It's sort of the um, consistency versus perfection thing of like, you know, or, or um, rather uh, optimal versus consistency. Like I think a lot of times people get really focused on trying to do everything as optimal as possible. Um, but I think what's a lot more important is to figure out what you know – that you'll stay consistent with and what allows you to still enjoy your life and still, and won't stress you out. And, Cause I would rather somebody follow a, you know, a less optimal plan with consistency rather than try to follow the most optimal plan based on science, but then can, you know, struggle to be consistent for more than a few weeks or a few months, you know? I agree. Totally. Um, that's, that's something I preach heavily um, to, mm -hmm. to my clients. Cause I, I've had, I've had, I can't tell you how many people that I, that I've worked with that, that that's their life. They, they try to do this, crazy crazy on like they try to do this crazy crazy plan or they try to 
um, out of nowhere go from eating straight like an asshole to oh, I'm just going to mm-hmm. do keto because yeah. that's what everybody else is doing. Exactly and right. Like, yeah. And, and then I'll be like, right, well, do you plan on eating carbs in five years? Well, well yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those things. I'm, I, I, I agree a thousand percent that you can't, if you can't yeah. maintain what you're doing, then you most likely have no business doing it. Exactly. I, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. Now, this is actually a really nice segue um, to my next question. I was wanting to ask you, because uh, I'm sure you get this as well about people who want like super quick results. They're like, Hey, Carter, I'm leaving for vacation in like a month and a half. Um, and, or a, or a month or this super short period of time. And they want like the short, quick, you know, Carter boot camp to success. Do you, are you a fan of that kind of stuff? Do you even believe it? What's your thoughts on that? Like in terms of like, uh, like, like creating some type of like challenge or, or quick results thing. Um, like, like just like, like the concept of rapid fat loss where people are like, Oh, Hey, by the way, I'm, 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 you know, I, I, I'm leaving for vacation and like, three weeks and I need to have abs before then. Are you, what do you think about that kind of stuff? Um, honestly, I go back and forth on it because I think that it can be, um, it's definitely, it can be a situation where it's not a super unhealthy thing, right. Um, mentally more than anything. Like I think physically, I think it's fine. Right. Um, I think mentally is really the issue. And, um, I just know for the people that I work with, I don't personally like that idea of doing it, even though like it's very, I know that like, if you, you can get somebody to get excited about, um, you know, doing a quick challenge or rapid fat loss. And sometimes depending on the person, maybe it's someone who I know that if they do it in the short term and I'm able to continue working with them, like getting those quick quick results will help them stay motivated. Um, but in terms of like doing that for like a, like a vacation or something like that, um, you know, I think that for most people, especially people who have always struggled with their weight, I'm just not a fan of it. Mostly just all, and it's all because of the mental side of it. Right. Like, I think it takes a lot of awareness and a lot of understanding to do it. So if I ever would do that, like if somebody does want to do that, I, I would just make sure that I am like, always prefacing like listen what you're doing right now is not what you're going to be doing in a month from now right or or a couple weeks from now and it's also the thing of like you know three weeks like how much are you really going to achieve before the um the cruise and who's going to really be able to tell the difference too as i think what's important right um yeah i i that's a question it's like you know my answer is just like i'm I'm not really sure I, i think it would honestly just depend on the person but for most people i probably would say i'm not a huge fan for that just personally though I agree. I'm in the same boat. I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, it's tough. Mo- it's tough because you want to motivate people. And I think that for some people it could be super motivating. And that's why, like, I don't want to say hundred percent yes or hundred percent no. Um, but I just think on the whole, like, I, I'm just not a super big fan of, of rapid fat loss for the idea of like, I need to get shredded for this, this, uh, thing or that, that thing. Right. Cause I think that, you know, fundamentally, I don't know if that's even a good mindset to have. Right. Right. I don't, I I'm personally not a fan. I figured you weren't, but I was just curious. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, actually that's another good segue. My next question, <laughs> it's like you read my, read my list of questions before <laughs> we, uh, before we got, got on here. Um, talking about mindset, uh, about, uh, about the mentality and the thought process to be really successful with this kind of thing. Talk about that. What kind of mindset one has to have? Because in my experience, I've seen the fact, I can't even tell you how many cases, where if someone's thought process and the mental side of it isn't there, they're not successful long-term because you have to get the mental, the mentality there. So talk about the oh, mentality dude, yeah. that you preach and everything. Oh, dude, it's, it's, I mean, mindset is everything. Right. And, and it's like, and it's, and not only is it everything, but it's honest, it is without a doubt the hardest thing to, to accomplish. And it's funny. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of Gary Vee, um, like Gary oh, Vee yeah, and stuff. So he has a saying that I am in love with, 
um, for everything in life with business, with health, with, with relationships and everything. And, and it's, it's micro or it's macro patience, micro speed. And this whole idea is the idea that, you know, in the long term, you, know, you have to have patience. Weight loss takes time, especially building a lifestyle around it. Like it's going to take time. Um, but not only does it take time, you have to be consistent day in and day out with it. Right. And that can be super intimidating. Um, like whenever I talk about like changing your lifestyle with people, right. Or saying you, the person you are right now, in terms of like your tendencies, your, a lot of your habits with, with fitness and with, with exercise and with, um, your diet, like those are going to change and be different forever. Like maintain, like, like you 50 pounds lighter, is not going to be not going to have the same exact tendencies as you now, right? With, with your with your fitness stuff, um, and so that's why I, I'm so you know big on that. And and, and even though it's intimidating, um, something that I've done in the past, or, or or something I try to tell people is, you know, you can approach it with a different mindset of saying, yeah, you have to change all these things. But the good news is that you don't have to do it in any set amount of time, right? Like there's no race. You're not, you know, you're not trying to get to a certain amount by a certain time. It's one of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of like, I got to get shredded for this vacation because I don't think that's a good mindset just to adopt in general. But, you know, once you realize that, you know, you are, this is a lifestyle change. And like, even though you don't have to like dilly dally around, you can, you know, put an effort to see results in the short term. You're going to be doing this forever. So why rush? Why, you know, why feel like you have to do something in a certain amount of time? I think that sort of takes a lot of the pressure off for being perfect. And, and it puts you back into the mindset of, I just need to do the best I can every single day as frequently as I can. And when you're focused on that, um, like, you know, on, on the micro level of the day-to-day, doing the best you can. Um, and some days you are, you're great. Some days you're off. But on those days that you're off, it's not leading into another bad day or another bad day. It's like, okay, I, I did bad this day. Tomorrow I'm going to do a lot better. Tomorrow I'm going to be back on it. And when you do that, that's what builds the consistency, and that's what ultimately gets you results. And I think that's what helps you build a better mindset because your life is going to be full of situations where you can't be perfect, and and everyone's going to screw up, right? Like even I do. There are going to be days where I just go crazy with my diet, um, not on purpose, but it just happens, or I skip workouts, and I do that all the time, right? But I don't let those things become reoccurring events of always skipping my workouts. Like I skipped it today. Now I'm going to skip it a week. Now I'm going to skip it a month. Like I overate yesterday. I'm going to overeat again today. And then for the rest of this week, it's like, I get right back on track. And so I think that, um, you know, with developing a healthy mindset, it just comes down to the fact of knowing that, you know, you're not going to be perfect and that's okay. What matters is doing the best you can as frequently as you can. And then also knowing that this isn't a race and you have so much time. I mean, you honestly have all the time in the world, right. To do this and, and to get there and to build this lifestyle and um, you know, not to let that overwhelm you focus on the day to day, but just know that, you know, whatever happens, you can always get back on track and, and you can always move forward um, and, and recover. So. Yeah, dude, that, 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 that hit the nail on the head. That, that reminds me, uh, one thing that I, that I talk a lot, I've been, it's been, it's been coming up in conversation a whole lot lately is, and, and you hit it right on the head is, um, on the day to day. I think people, yeah. people underestimate the power of only focusing on today because I made a video about it. Cause I was kind of fed up about hearing about it. Um, uh, I made a video, um, recently about how I hate the saying that weight loss and fitness is a journey. Like, I think people overuse that because I, yeah. I agree 100%. It's not going to happen in a day. It is a journey. But then once you reach the understanding that, hey, this is going to take time, now now only focus on the day, the day at hand because I think people get too caught up and they're like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, I have three months to hit this or I'm trying to do this in this kind of period of time or they get all caught up in the length side of it versus the depth of just today. 
and doing everything they can do today. Because I think when people look even at the week ahead, if someone says, man, I've got to be able to, let's say someone has a lot of weight to, to lose. Even like you, you, you dropped uh, over a hundred pounds in under a year and that's wicked quick for that much weight, but it still took you around a year, you know? So oh, I yeah. think people, I think people um, take it a little bit too far and they get overwhelmed even thinking like, Oh shit, I've got to be, be consistent for a week or I've got to be consistent for like a month. And they almost like put too much in their mouth that they can't handle opposed to only chewing the bite of food that's in their mouth and only focusing on just today, what they've got to do to dominate today. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent because it gets, that's the whole thing. I think that the reason people get frustrated with their fitness and, and with just like losing weight or doing whatever is they get so fixated on the end point that they, they, it's just like, they always feel like they're not making progress, right. Or they, um, lose motivation or they lose, you know, that, that drive and, and it can be, you know, and I would too. Right. And if you're trying to think about like where you want to be, like, if you're thinking about, you want to be 10 steps ahead, but you're on step one, like that is so intimidating to, to be there. And that's honestly, I think it paralyzes people from even starting. And right. so that's why I think it's, it's, it, it really is. A, it's a, it's tough and it's, and it's a game and everyone has to come to it at a different point. But I think it's definitely a combination of both knowing that this is a journey and then also, um, but be willing to focus on the day to day, knowing that, you know, that you're going to get there. If you do that, you know what you need to do. And that's why I think it's also important to have a set plan, right. To, to both have confidence in what you're doing with your nutrition, knowing that it's the right things to do. And the same thing with exercise, because then you can focus on executing day to day, knowing that the things that you do day to day are what add up to really create, that lifestyle or, or whatever it is that you're wanting in the long run. Right. Um, it's sort of, it's, it's right in line with that Gary V macro patients, micro speed thing, right. Of like not worrying about, you know, that end goal, because you're going to get there. It's, you're going to get, if you continue doing what you're going to do, like it, it, regardless of how much time it takes you, you're going to get there. And instead put your attention on the day to day. Cause 24 hours is a lot more manageable than like 10 years. Right. Yeah. And honestly, even for people that even struggle with the 24 hours, okay, let's break that down even further. What do you have to do the next hour to dominate yeah. this next hour? Like you can break that down into such a bite-sized piece that any a toddler could handle it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I dude, that's it. I love that. Um, now I, cause I think another big piece that people forget to talk about that I don't see a lot of coaches talking about is there's there's the trust factor of trusting the process and believing it's gonna and it's gonna work because a lot of people will let I've seen they'll let self doubt um, and you know self sabotaging stuff but specifically like self doubt and disbelief in their self in the system and the process because we live in such an iPhone age I, I mean like dude I literally picked up my iPhone clicked an app called you we're, we're recording this and after yeah. we're done I'm gonna click pu click publish and in three seconds it's gonna be all over the internet all over the world like we live in that crazy ass day and age so then when it comes to people who want to lose weight they're like holy shit this is taking forever but i think people end up forgetting they have to trust the process that it does it's it's going to take time and and there's there's that trust factor that if you if you're start if someone's starting to disbelieve and not think it's going to come true then those that focus kind of tends to lead the way yeah yeah for sure yeah i like that yeah so um, awesome, man. Well, I think we got some good content. I think, uh, the listeners will get a lot of value from this. Uh, so in wrapping up, where can people find you at? If they yeah, want to, so, yeah. if they want to absorb some of your content or be a client of yours, or I know you've got some, uh, like downloadable stuff and where can people find you at? 
Yeah. So it, it's super simple. Um, like if you search Carter good on any social media platform, you're going to find me. Uh, my big ones right now are obviously Instagram is, is one where I have a lot of, um, I'm posting a lot and spending a lot of time there. Um, my website's cartergood.com and that's, I have more articles and other stuff. If people kind of want to learn like my basic fundamental, like, like my philosophy on fitness, nutrition and mindset and all of this, um, I highly recommend signing up for my free 14 day fat loss course. So if they go to my, either my website or if they go to uh, my Instagram and, and go to the bio, there's a link. And basically this course is just like a free 14 day course. They just put their email in and every day they're going to get a new email, which is like a new day in the course. And over the, the period of, of 14 days, um, by the end of it, they're going to have a ton of information. They're going to know exactly how to set up their own, you know, fat loss diet. They're going to have a workout routine to follow. Um, I have a ton of different strategies and, and stuff like that. And a ton of like actionable, like little downloadable stuff that I put throughout the email course. Um, I really like it and I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from it. And so if they just want like a little introduction, a free 14 day course, something to read every day, then I would highly recommend signing up for that. They can either go to my Instagram to do that, or if they type in, um, fatlossforevercourse.com. Um, it'll take them right to the website where they can, um, you know, enroll in that. Awesome, man. Perfect. I love that. I'll, uh, I'll put some of that, that, those links in the description on this podcast when I publish it too. So awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much. I know this was about, this is a good 40 minutes of fire. So, um, I really appreciate you getting on here. Thank you so much. Dude. Heck yeah, man. I really enjoyed it. Awesome, dude. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. All right, dude. Peace. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I hope you got a lot of value from this. I know you did if you actually listened to it because Carter is an amazing human being and is doing some just amazing stuff. So be sure and give him a follow. Reach out to him. Download the course he was talking about. Dude's amazing. So if you did get some value from this, be sure to share it or send it to a friend. And if you could, whatever platform you're listening to this on, if you could write a review, and give it a star rating. I would appreciate it a shit ton. That's how we get this podcast to more ears to help more people. Okay. So if you could do that, it would mean a lot to me. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you soon.